Welcome to Crafting Solutions to Conflict, a podcast exploring how to deal effectively with conflict, actual and potential, good and bad. Engaging guests discuss a range of insights, and I cover tips and topics based on my 35-year fascination with conflict and my experience helping people with it. I'm your host, Jane Bettle, and my goal is to share a perspective on conflict that is both practical and positive. Let me count the ways. As I record these thoughts, it is late in the day on November 4th on the East Coast of the U.S., which means it is the day after Election Day, as we used to think of it. Many have described this cycle as an election season, and the predictions that we wouldn't have even a disputed winner of the presidential election by now are right on the money. Today is all about counting ballots in a small number of states whose impact looms large. I will not get involved in speculations or pronouncements about the outcome. In fact, the outcome may be clear by the time you hear this episode. It may even be clear by the time the episode is published. I want to count the ways that this moment in time is a petri dish, heck, maybe a brewing cauldron of factors that encourage conflict, and oh yes, the negative and destructive kind. And of course, all of these factors occur against the backdrop of a global pandemic, a recession, and concerns over racial injustice. Any one of those three would be challenging without a presidential election. First, let's start with uncertainty about the outcome. Uncertainty often leads to stress. When we are stressed, we descend into negative conflict more easily. It is harder to muster the patience and calm to step back and be thoughtful. Second, thoughtful, as in rational thought. Emotions are running high, and they can overrun our ability to think things through. Third, people are tired. Some have been throwing themselves into campaigning, worrying, and watching for hours, if not days and weeks and months. Fourth, the outcome truly matters. U.S. presidential elections always do, but we don't always hear quite so many level-headed people describe the significance of the result in such draconian terms. Fifth, level-headed people aren't the only ones whose voices are being heard. In our current milieu of social media, deliberately spread misinformation and sensationalism, lots of noise is reverberating. And now let's pause just briefly 
and listen through the noise for some quiet, some absence of trouble. Though the voting process was not perfect, we didn't hear about widespread violence or even disruption. The lack of that sort of conflict following dire predictions of what might happen is worth noting. We don't know what's ahead, but let's savor that truly nonpartisan victory. It's also noteworthy that a few, just a few, instances of positive conflict have occurred. Major Republican figures have contradicted the Republican president on statements today about ending the counting of votes cast. A Republican governor has stated clearly that a recount in his state is not likely to produce the result the president claims it will. So let's try to resist the understandable temptation to hold our breath figuratively or unconsciously literally. Now is the time to inhale and exhale slowly and deeply and count the breaths as we do. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the Crafting Solutions to Conflict podcast, please share it. Leave a rating or review. Subscribe through one of the major apps. For anyone new to podcasts, here's something you may not know. Subscribing is free. You can also find the show at CraftingSolutionsToConflict.com. Comments or ideas? Let me know. Until next time, I'm Jane Bettle.